Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. Oh, amen. Amen. I I I I After six is your time. Uh, thank you so much for all those testimonies. You know, I think the Lord has just opened up those gates um, for testimonies this morning. And testimonies are always an encouragement that indeed the word of God does not return to him void. Nelako ilanga lieza ungakali nawe uzohleka ngenyimini kuthi nje angishoka njalo kuthi nje angishoka njalo ngithi onobufa onendodana unobufakazi onobufakazi unendodana this morning i just need uh, all of us to just agree with that my family the lord the Lord, our God, he who began this good work shall see it to completion. Thank you so much. And Utike, we pray for Professor Ndindili. And thank you so much for that wonderful pledge. 082-657-2729 is where you can pledge for the Vujathon this morning, my family. I am going to cross over now and just um, uh, play off a message from... Uh, it's a message of teaching. Professor Vuyanindindili is a teacher of the word. Uh, he is a world, uh, or rather he travels um, uh, uh, places of Africa teaching on salvation and discipleship. And this is just one of the messages that he sent in one of the groups uh, where he taught. And I think it's going to bless you and I because what he wanted to do uh, this Sunday is conclude on our year long. <gasps> Can you believe it? We've been... On the issue of salvation since January. So he wanted to conclude today on uh, the year-long teaching on salvation. And so uh, let's see if we can pick up a pointer or two from this message. 657 AM, Radio for Believers in Action. Uh, Brethren, it has been a while since uh, we have had our teaching and I do appreciate your, your patience. Uh, we are dealing with the issue of salvation. And we explain that we need to be saved from, uh, from sin, from sins that we commit, the acts of sin, of sin, sins. Number two, we need to be saved from sin, uh, the source of sins, that, the, that thing which causes us to sin which is called the sinful nature or the fallen nature. Then number three, we said we need to be saved uh, from the world system, the way of thinking which is aligned with the devil. We need to be saved from thinking like that. Uh, We need to think our thinking should be aligned with that of God. And now the last thing, this is the last thing now that we're talking about. We need to be saved from a Satan himself. Let's pray first before I can explain this briefly. This is the last message on uh, salvation, and then we'll go straight into discipleship now. And I'm trusting that uh, as you are listening to it, if you are not saved, you will be saved. Because when we deal with discipleship and you are not saved, you will not uh, really appreciate what is being said, you will not understand what is being said in, uh, in, in discipleship. 
Uh, Father, we want to uh, give this lesson to your children. They have been very, very patient while we were pushing other things. Uh, they waited patiently, and I appreciate it. Now we will no longer be having these big gaps. We will meet every two weeks now uh, by your grace. We just pray that uh, they will understand what you're talking about. Your spirit will convict them, and your spirit will convert them. We thank you, Father, and we bless you in the name of Christ. Let me explain to you that uh, the source of sins is Satan. He's the one who introduced sins, uh, sinning into the world. He introduced it to Adam and Eve, and Adam and Eve uh, fell into sin and his life was altered, and then he passed it on to us. So he's the one who is responsible for sins. If there was no devil, uh, there, would, there would have been no sin on earth. We have to understand that. And the one who introduced also this warped nature, this distorted nature, uh, this corrupted nature called the sinful nature, is the, the devil also. is the one who introduced corruption into our lives. Then we read a scripture in 1 John chapter 5, verse 18, uh, that says that the whole world is under the control of Satan. And uh, if you are observant, you will agree that the world is under the control of uh, the devil, of Satan. What this means then is that if you are to be forgiven your sins, and if the sinful nature were to be evacuated from you, and if you were to receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you begin to think as Christ thinks, and you don't think as Satan thinks, Satan would be actually stranded. The three things that we talked about are the, shall I use the word friends or the word allies? Uh, co-conspirators, they are working with Satan. So sins come from Satan, the sinful nature comes from Satan, uh, worldliness, thinking about um, things on earth from the point of view of Satan, come from Satan. So these things give Satan an advantage in you Someone who has never received Christ finds it very difficult to resist the devil. And as someone who has given his or her life to Christ, there's an inner strength which comes from Christ that enables this person to resist the devil. What am I dri driving at? I'm driving at the point that when you are saved, when your sins are forgiven, when you've received Jesus Christ into your life as Lord and Savior, when you cultivate the mindset of Christ, the devil is already defeated, actually. Uh, the, the devil is already really severely defeated. 
Now, we're talking now then about being saved from Satan. I really want to be simple. I hope you, you will understand me. What does it mean to be saved from Satan? It means to be saved from being ruled by Satan. It means you are not, not a slave of Satan. You are not a slave to sin, which comes from Satan. What it means is that Satan can suggest that you do certain things. And you can resist Satan. Before you became a Christian, it was very difficult to resist Satan. If he suggests that you do something, it it is as if Satan was irresistible. Because number one, we had a nature that agrees with Satan. A fallen nature, if Satan says, sleep with someone with whom you're not married, then Satan will give you many reasons why you should. And he will tell you that otherwise this person will not marry you, and this person loves you. One day he or she will marry you. So he gives you many reasons why you should do so. And then you've got now the sinful flesh, that inclination in you to sin. So lust also overcome over you and you find yourself living in sin, in sexual sin. So when the devil suggests something, you find it difficult to resist him. But the Bible uh, does tell us that uh, once you're a Christian, you can resist the devil and the devil will flee from you. When he says lie, you can say to the devil, I will not lie. When the devil says, if you don't lie, you'll be in trouble. Then you can say to the devil, Christ will save me from the trouble. We'll deal with that. You can resist the devil. When we read in uh, James Please note the scriptures, James chapter 4 and verse 7. Um, it says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil. Do you see the verse? Resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Can you imagine the devil running away from you because you have resisted him? This is what Christ did in the wilderness. Bear in mind that Christ was a human being then. He had taken upon himself humanity, and then he went to the desert and was tested, and he resisted the devil. He resisted the devil. He brought this temptation, he resisted. He brought another temptation, he resisted. He brought another temptation, he resisted. Until the Bible tells us that Satan left Christ. So, but it's not only Christ who can resist the devil. You can resist the devil. And by the way, when you are saved, Christ comes into your life by, by his spirit. And he lives in you. So the Christ that resisted the devil in the desert can resist the devil through you. When the devil comes to you then the Christ in you can resist the devil. He says, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And he's speaking to Christians. 
He can't speak to people who are, who are slaves to Satan, people who are cat- captives of Satan. You can't tell them to resist the devil and he will flee. When we read in that uh, Matthew 4, verses 3 to 11, we are told that the tempter came to him, the tempter is Satan, and he said, if you are the son of God, tell the stones to become bread. Uh, then he answered, it is written, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to a holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he told him, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus answered and said, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Don't tempt God. Again, then the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And this is what I'll give you, he said, if you'll bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him. The devil left him. He resisted the devil and the devil left him. You get the same thing in Luke 4, verses 2 to 13. In Ephesians 4, verse 27 says, Do not give the devil a foothold. That is Ephesians 4 and verse 27. Don't give him space. Don't agree with him. Don't confess with him. Don't allow him to reason with you. When he tells you to do something that is sinful, just tell him that uh, you will not do it. Resist him. That's Ephesians 4 verse 27. Don't give him space. Don't give him room. Uh, Don't fraternize with him. You've got nothing to to discuss with him. Uh, so there are several scriptures. First Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. Then verse 9 says, Resist him. Stand firm in the faith. Resist him. The point I'm say, saying then is that to be saved over Satan is to be saved from the enslaving, enslaving influence of Satan. Enslaving influence of Satan. Um, Satan has no authority over your life. Uh, Satan has no nothing to claim to claim in your life. Um, you can resist him, and he will run away from you. But if you live in sin, which belongs to Satan, and uh, you you subscribe to his worldview, the way of seeing things, the way of doing things, you don't subscribe to Christ's 
uh, point of view, Christ's way of thinking and doing things. Then you're weakening that resistance. Satan uh, will, uh, will have authority over you. He will have uh, legal rights over you. We see this in Zechariah. Let's go to Zechariah chapter 3. Zechariah chapter 3. Um, and see what it says. Zechariah chapter 3. From verse 1 it says, Then he showed me Joshua. Who is Joshua here? Is not the Joshua that we read about in the book of Joshua. This one is the high priest. And he was standing before the angel of the Lord. And Satan was also standing at his right side to accuse him. Now, you mustn't give Satan an opportunity to accuse you to God. Uh, that's why you must resist him when he causes you to do things that are not right. And if you have succumbed to things that are not right, then immediately ask for forgiveness. Ask God to forgive you and he will forgive you. The Lord said, the Lord said to Satan, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebuke you. Is not this man a burning stick snatched from the fire? So God now uh, comes in to protect the priest and he rebukes Satan. Now Joshua was dressed in filthy clothes and he stood before the angel. The angel said to those who were standing before him, take off his filthy clothes. That, that, that's, that, that's, that's the secret of uh, overcoming the devil. You must not have anything that he can claim in your life. So if you have sinned, ask God to cleanse you, confess your sins and stay away from sins. So he was told to take off his filthy clothes. Then he said to Joshua, see, I have taken away your sin. I have taken away your sin. And I will put rich garments on you. Then I said, put a clean turban on his head. Turban is the long uh, uh, things that bishops wear. If you have seen bishops of the Anglican Church, when he, he wears all his robes, it's going to be officiated. There's a head that is pointed, and that's tall, point, pointing upward. That's a turban. So put a clean turban. So they put a clean turban on his head, and they clothed him while the angel of the Lord stood by. I'm reading all that to say that Satan had a claim in the life of this man of God in the, in the, light, in the life of this high priest because he was living in sin. His life was not clean and, uh, and God had to step in, forgave him his sins and cleansed him and changed his clothes and put him your clothes. So it is important then that you you don't give Satan any space in your life. 
because you will weaken him. You, 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 you will be weakened. Ephesians 4 verse 27. You'll be weakened. So don't uh, give him any chance in your life. When you go to uh, John, I think it is chapter 12. I want you to see what Christ is, is saying. Uh, John chapter 12, I think it's 12 and verse 31. Um, Christ is talking about Satan. He says, Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. But I... Uh, no, this is not the one that I I want. I think it's 14. Chapter 14, I think it's verse 30, 31. It says, uh, I will not speak with you much longer, for the prince of this world is coming. He has no hold on me. That's the one I wanted. He has no hold on me. If you read it in the message, Bible says, I will not be talking with you much longer like this because the chief of this godless world is about to attack. Become active, active in faith. 657 AM. It's 657 AM. My family, let's praise him is the name of the program. Oh, my heart is full this morning. Absolutely full this morning. We thank God for all your love messages and certainly thank God for the message that Prof um, was sharing with us. There's more from where that came from. If you'd like to get in touch with Prof's office and team, it's vindindili um, at gmail.com. Thank you so much for all the wonderful gifts that are coming through thick and fast. Eugene, we appreciate you. Thank you for that love gift. It's here. Radio Pulpit's new website is live. You can tune in at radiopulpit.co.za and enjoy crystal clear sound with just a click of a button or listen to our podcasts. Discover biblical truths in our daily devotionals and let our stories of hope inspire you. You can download our app on this new look, easy to use platform. Find your favorite program, get to know our presenters and so much more at radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. Be doers of the word with 657 AM. Sounds of life.